0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hanson and today is May 29th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block and we're going to continue in this story of Mary anointing the Savior with Spike Nerd with this really, really expensive oil. It's expensive in our day and age and it was expensive back then. Back then it would have cost the equivalent today of about forty dollars to $50,000. But it would have been about a year's salary back then. And so here, Mary anoints the Savior because she understood who he was. And she understood that sacrificing for the Savior was a beautiful sacrifice for her. So she anoints the Savior And Judas complains. He said, you know, we could have sold this oil and fed the poor. What's going on? Why are we doing this? Well, in John chapter 12, the Savior's answer to Judas is a little bit more strong than Matthew and Mark, but Matthew and Mark are going to show us the result of that strong answer. So let's take a look in John chapter 12 and see how the Lord answers Judas, and then we'll move over to Matthew and Mark and see what Judas does because of it. In John chapter 12, it says, Then said Jesus, Let her alone. Against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. For the poor ye have with you, but me ye have not always. So he kind of says to Judas, Hey, leave her alone. What she has done is good. You can care about the poor any time, but she is anointing me for my death. And that rebuke kind of set into motion the betrayal of Jesus Christ. We don't see that quite as clearly in the book of John because it doesn't make mention about what Judas did next, but in Mark and Matthew, we see it very clearly that what the Savior said in his response to Judah sets all of this in motion. The Savior says to Judah a little bit softer here in Mark, verse 6, it says, "'Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me, for ye have the poor with ye always.'" And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good, but me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. And then we see in verse 12, and Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went unto the chief priest to betray him unto them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought how he might conveniently betray him. It's interesting, in this account, it seems that Judas went and said, hey, I'm going to betray Jesus. And they're like, oh, okay, well, if you do, we'll give you money. Whereas in Matthew, it looks like he went seeking that compensation. Let's take a look in Matthew. Again, in Matthew, the Savior says, why trouble ye the woman? And then in verse 14, then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto them, what will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought opportunity to betray him. Now, first of all, I think it's really important that Matthew makes specific mention of the cost that Judas received for the Savior. It's interesting in the law of Moses, the cost for a human, the cost for a servant or a slave was 30 pieces of silver. And so it's interesting that the Savior of the world was purchased or betrayed for that same price. He truly was the servant of mankind, wasn't he? and offers us the greatest service that mankind has ever known. So that's a very ironic cost that Judas received for the Savior. But let's talk a little bit about Judas here and about this action. It would seem in both Matthew and Mark that Judas ultimately betrays the Savior because he is offended by what he sees here in the house of Martha. He's offended to see Mary anoint him with something so costly, We learn from John that Judas didn't care about the poor. He just cared about the cost of this ointment. And so it's not that he's offended by the action or necessarily offended by what Mary did. It seems that he was offended by the Savior's rebuke or offended by the correction that the Savior gives him. My friends, this is such an important thing to see and to learn from. Because in our day and age, remember, the Savior has warned us that one of the hallmark signs of the second coming is that we will see people be deceived. And as we talked about last week in Joseph Smith Matthew, part of that deception is being offended. We talked last week about how sometimes this type of deception that leads to offense is actually a self-deception. It's not a deception where someone else is lying to us, but a deception where we are deceiving ourselves. Self-deception is when we experience something and we kind of tell ourselves a story and we buy into that story so much that it changes the way we see the situation. It changes the way we see people. It changes the way we see our world around us. So we have to be very, very careful about that because when we have self-deception, when we tell ourselves a story, especially when it involves other people, It's so easy to make other people out to be the bad guy and to become offended by them or what they say or do. We believe that everyone is doing things on purpose to hurt us when really people just make mistakes and they're imperfect. Elder Bednar, when speaking about offense, said, when we believe or say we have been offended, we usually mean we feel insulted, mistreated, snubbed, or disrespected. And certainly, clumsy, embarrassing, unprincipled, and mean-spirited things do occur in our interactions with other people that would allow us to take offense. However, it is ultimately impossible for another person to offend you or to offend me. Indeed, believing that another person offended us is fundamentally false. To be offended is a choice we make. It is not a condition inflicted or imposed on us. By someone or something else. So I like this quote by Elder Bednar, and I like that he teaches us that to be offended is a choice that we make. However, I think that we need to be really careful when hearing this quote or learning from this quote not to use it as ammunition to be able to say or treat people however we want to. We shouldn't just say hurtful things or clumsy things, and if someone takes offense, just be like, ugh you're choosing to be offended, right? We still need to take responsibility over the way we talk about people or talk to people. We need to take responsibility and ownership for the things that we say that can hurt. But when we're on the opposite side of that, or when we're on the receiving side of that, wouldn't we do well to assume the best in people? Wouldn't we do well to give people the benefit of the doubt, assuming that they're not meaning to hurt or offend, but that maybe they just misspoke. Maybe they were a little clumsy with their words. I am so grateful for the people in my life who believe the best in me and know that sometimes my mouth just moves faster than my brain. And for those who I have offended, I sincerely seek forgiveness knowing that I am so imperfect. But we do need to be careful about allowing ourselves to be offended or self-deception that would allow us to be offended. It's that offense, that feeling offended that allowed Judah to do what he did. Feeling offended can be a very, very dangerous way to be or to live our lives. And we need to be so careful with it. Marion D. Hanks once said, What is our response when we are offended, misunderstood, unfairly or unkindly treated, or sinned against, made an offender for a word, falsely accused, passed over, hurt by those we love, our offerings rejected? Do we resent, become bitter, hold a grudge? Or do we resolve the problem if we can, forgive and rid ourselves of the burden. The nature of our response to such situations may well determine the nature and quality of our lives here and eternally. My friends, I testify that if we are able to trust and believe the best in people, if we are able to take a step back when something hurts, take a look at the situation and look at the person and just believe the best in them, that we can avoid these situations where we become offended. And in turn, as Elder Hanks teaches, we can improve our quality of lives as we just believe the best in others, forgive quickly, and love deeply. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.